If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everybody, to We Say Things episode 11. We made it to 11. the 11th episode. I can't say that I would ever have expected this. And it's sponsored by Noble Chair Syndrome. How are you? I'm good, kind of. My allergy was just being annoying a moment ago, so if wow. it kicks in again, I'm just going to mute my mic. It's going to be great for the people watching the video, though. I'm just going to be sneezing without sound. No one's but... watching this video, Cinderin. Yeah, it's all good. If they are, and I am so sorry to do this to the audio listeners. I know that I said most of the stuff that we talk about would not matter for video versus audio, but pe- you guys have to... Cinder, can you please take off your headphones and stand up to show what... You- Shorts Why do wearing. I need to show I, that no, I'm wearing this... jean shorts? I can just tell you that I'm wearing <laughs> jean shorts, and then we can talk about it. Like, Why would you matter? ruin it, Cinderin? I'm wearing I, jean shorts. What you're you wearing want? jean shorts. Yeah. So you were going to tell a story before I commented on that. And which, which, what was that exactly? Yeah, so a couple of days ago, I was at a party with my friends, and I was wearing these. And I don't remember how it happened. I think I brought it up somehow. It's like... This is pretty common to wear in Denmark, right? And nobody, I think, thought this is weird. But I know when I meet, this is specifically an experience I've had with Americans. In America, apparently, <laughs> jorts is like the the worst thing you can wear in the world. Like, when I go to these international Dota events, if somebody makes if somebody makes a comment on my clothing, it will generally be like Blitz that makes fun of my jorts or someone like Cap or whatever the points are. I'm not sure if he does. Uh, what's that? You wear Jesus sandals too, right? Oh, I haven't worn sandals for years. Oh, but I wear my I wear these shorts still. They're they're nice. They're comfortable. They're easy. Uh, it's just I find it so funny that it's really repelling for Americans, and I've never no. had a comment about it from okay. anyone else. I'll be honest. It's not it's not repelling for me per se. It's just I'm shocked because uh, I've told this story a million times. I haven't mm-hmm. maybe not this detail, but I was bullied a lot in high school because. Uh, Picture a kid coming over from the Middle East, essentially, never really lived in America like that long, maybe a, a couple months at a time. At 10 years old going on, I, a lot of the cultural stuff, I, it was completely new to me. For example, mm-hmm. wearing really short shorts. They called me short shorts. They were way <laughs> too short, apparently. And then I just started copying whatever the trends were because I just didn't want to get bullied anymore. I didn't want to get you know teased. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was a point in high school where I was wearing jean shorts, and it was a thing, actually. You wouldn't wear them short, though. They'd be super baggy back then, like hanging off your ass kind of thing. But then once I got to college, people started berating me for wearing jean shorts. Apparently, it just, like, died one summer. It just wasn't allowed to be worn. And that's, like, 15 years ago. I don't know. That's fascinating. Very fascinating. I mean, I'm not, I'm not your go-to expert for, you know, fashion. Okay, like I don't know what know. the fuck is going on. I know, that. but, uh, but yeah, it, I just found it funny that the people that have commented on it have always been Americans, in my experience. So. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Anyway, to get on yeah. <laughs> to finish the intro of this Great podcast, <laughs> uh, you can obviously find the audio at all the apps that you want to, friends. The big ones being Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Uh, also, if you have 
other apps. You can check out which ones we support at sunsfan.gg slash podcast. Give us good ratings on Apple and all the other good ones and leave us reviews. We have none to read today, by the way. I may have forgotten to do that, but that's okay. Last I checked, there was like one new one, so we can just do that next week. Uh, Also, for the live viewers, as you may have noticed, I've reverted the schedule after one week (laughs) because I I just can't handle waking up that early, Cinderin. That's... It's too much for me, buddy. That early, 12 p.m. It. I mean, I like staying up late. I like streaming late. What What do you want me to do? It's just no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know, they it's say late. that I get it. night owls are entrepreneurial geniuses. So mm. that's... I mean, I'm not an early morning person either. So you're a genius then. Congratulations. But I but I wake up for this every time, and right now it's 11. So Good. If I can do so, it, you can do it, right? Uh. Nah, sometimes. Anyway, before we get into the dotes news of the week, this isn't a rant. I just wanted to talk about basketball. I've actually been getting a lot of people asking me to talk about basketball on this. I'm refraining for the most part, Cinder, unless it's a big event, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. going to say a bunch of names. You I have no idea who they are. Just enjoy yeah. listening to these random names. I, I literally could call them whatever I want, and you'd think it's real. Like Mobamba. Do you think that's a real name, Cinderin? No, because it's not on the list. It is a real name. It's not on the list, well, but it's it real. on the list, though. Okay. Yeah, because he's... Imagine anyway. being... Ha- you get born and somebody names you KD. Imagine that. That's his initials, but good job. I know. It's Kevin Durant. Whoa! All right. I'm actually surprised. How do you know his name? Because Cinderin. I know a couple of really famous names, I guess, name? basketball. Because okay, people without... Talk about not this list. No you're, <laughs> no, you're not testing me. You're doing your shit so we can tell Dota. All right, fine. That could be a fun game later, though. Anyway. Oh, my God. So NBA free agency began, Cinderin, which means people are allowed mm-hmm. to sign players uh, that are free agents, as we call them. And this is probably the craziest free agency period in the history of the NBA. Tons of players have just switched teams. The entire makeup of the entire NBA has flip-flop for the most part and of course so it's like every season uh, of dota basically after ti yes but it's not common for it to be this drastic Uh for the nba because it's much more structured than dota right uh but having said that the suns they're they got a little bit better but nothing exciting so we won't talk about them but kevin durant tore his achilles in the finals lost the finals when you tear your achilles syndrome you're out for another year he was still Uh-oh. signed to a max contract, which is, I believe, four years, $141 million. So the mm-hmm. first year of that, he will not even play. And he signed with a new team with his buddy, the flat earther, Kyrie Irving. He's literally insane, by the way, in case you wanted to know. Well, if he's good at basketball, that's what they pay him for. So, Well, he's very annoying. I hate his guts. Jimmy Butler joined the Heat, went from the 76ers, and then randomly Al Horford Uns- or opted out of his ridiculous contract with the Celtics, then moved to the 76ers. Al Horford. Yes. It sounds like a sitcom from the 80s. <laughs> That's racist. And next, Kemba Walker. What? Why They're- is that racist? What the <laughs> just hell? I just like calling everything racist these days. That's kind of the thing, okay. right? Uh, Kemba, you know Michael Jordan? He owns a team now, and he's actually one of the worst owners in the NBA, believe it or not. Okay. And they have a very popular player, which they could have signed to what's called a super max contract, which essentially means you can sign for 35% of what the cap is. And we talked about what the cap is, right? That's as much as you can spend, essentially. Yeah. You can sign one player to 35% of it. Is that ridiculous? 
That's ridiculous. That's pretty ridiculous. So he decided not to do that. How many I players do you need to have on your team? You need to have uh, 12 to 15. Stop meowing. We're busy here. Anyway, moving on. Um, what was I going to so say? So you can so, use one third of your 15 player budget on one player. I mean, it, it's a little bit more complicated than that because you can technically go over the cap like we talked about before. But yes, of the cap allowed before you can get taxed or whatever, you can use that mm-hmm. much on one player. But there's a lot of caveats. You have to be in the league for a long time. You have to be with the same team for a long time. It's um, It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, it ruins your team. So I actually think it was a good move that he did that, but then he signed a really terrible player, so that's another story. Anyway, finishing this up, D'Angelo Russell... The Golden, the Suns were supposed to get, well, I shouldn't say they were supposed to get, they were rumored to get on many levels, fell through. Apparently it was never going to happen. And D'Lo is now in Golden State Warriors, which is really Okay, random. so D'Angelo Russell. Yes. His yes. handle is D-L-O. Yes. Why? D-loading. It should, everybody has a, a nickname. Well, D'Angelo Russell, wouldn't you just call him Dar then? Like, why is it D'Lo? Is it because it sounds like a fucking... Is this some sort of a rapper name? Or like... It's like J-Lo? Yeah, I, I guess. I she's I not know. a rapper, okay? But. I mean, okay, would you... Ra- Before I finish I don't know, this... I just look at this... I look at this name D'Lo and all I can think of, where is this airport? Like, that's... <laughs> that's what I think. It looks like... Yeah, the, but the thing know. is, okay. like, Dar does... And there goes Dar down the court. It sounds horrible. That's a horrible name. D-Lo sounds cool. It's a cool name. Dar. <laughs> I mean, coming from the guy who's wearing jean shorts, I don't want to hear anymore. And the last thing, uh, after geez. all these rumors, Cinder, and of course, as of this recording, Kawhi Leonard hasn't signed with anybody. And we're hoping to God he doesn't sign with the Lakers because that would be a travesty to the entire league. But also typical at the same time. The Knicks, who were supposed to get everybody, got Nobody, Cinderin, except for Julius. Speaking Friend. of shorts, the Knickers got nothing. The Knickerbockers, yes. All right, and that is the NBA news of the week, guys. For those that are interested, thank you. For those that are from Europe, <laughs> uh, very sorry. But moving on to Dota now. Um, Wait, hang on. You don't call you call, you call them knickerbockers. Nobody calls them that, but that's what they're called. I just I just looked it up because I was curious. Oh, okay, no, it, they they that's are the called, NBA team. So they're called they're called knickers, but it that's just says, like the British saying. Sure. Are, are you Wait, talking about the team or actual clothing? I'm confused. I'm talking about the long shorts that go like below right. your knees. So that, knickers, was, that was the joke, right? That that's only that's only from like British people say that. Americans are never going to say that kind of stuff. What do you what do you call them? Pajamas. There's no there's no other. Really? Yeah. I think. Wait, I I, I don't even know what those are. It's then. just like Maybe. we use we use the we use the word in Danish, right? Because like. But I guess it's the British influence, so we have mm. it from there. I thought it was just a, a word that you used in America, too. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, starting with All Dota right. 2 announcements, uh, I guess this is going to be me talking a little bit to start with, Cinder. I'm very, very sure. sorry. I'm, I'm super ready to listen to you for another 20 uh, minutes. The TI-9 Jungle Jam has been announced officially, which is essentially me and Zayori right now. So what this is, uh, this is mostly for NA people uh, since, the China, uh, since TI-9 is in the China region this time around. A lot of people aren't going to stay up to actually watch the games all night. So we thought it would be cool to kind of rebroadcast them live, but in a more casual setting. And we can obviously go a little bit faster than the rebroadcast of the official stream because uh, we can pick whatever replays we want to do. Um, and it's actually going to be in a venue in 
in Denver. So tickets are on sale now, and you can find the information via the Moonduck Twitter. But that's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be kind of fun. I think that would be fun to do. And we're going to be inviting people that aren't invited to TI9. So we were thinking about calling it the TI9 Reject Stream, but we decided with Jungle Jam, Cinderin. What do you think? Jungle Jam. Good. All right. I like Jungle Jam. So we don't have much to say other than, uh, well, we want to talk about Epicenter, but I guess it's been technically announced that Immortals 2 and Morakai are coming out this week. So as of this recording, it has not been announced yet. So I'm sure we can talk about it in the next episode. Tell me about Epicenter. On Friday. They come on Friday, specifically. Did did they say Friday? Yeah. Where? They come out on Friday. Uh, They made a a post on the Twitter, the Dota 2 Twitter. On the Twitters? Oh, I okay. think so. Hang okay. on, let me just double check that so I make sure I don't mislead you here. I'll find the tweet. Sindrin leaking stuff. Thank you. The leaking next public update will be arriving this Friday, and mm-hmm. it will contain the Morokai special event, the Immortal 2 treasure, and the prize pool achievement reward. Tweeted wow. 10 hours ago. Dota 2. Okay. That, thanks for the yeah. leak, Sindrin. Really appreciate that. You're welcome. No problem. All right, so Epicenter has ended. Vici Gaming has won. Liquid got second. This is correct. Great showing yep. from Weha. Tell me about this tournament, Sindrin. Talk for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk for that long. Uh, it's fine. Let's talk about the big storylines, like the big things that happened. Um, you mentioned one of them, or well, two of them. Vici won, which is great. They've been looking really good lately. Over the last couple of months, they've been playing super good Dota. Uh, so I can't say I'm too surprised that they end up winning the tournament and that they're just going in one of the favorites. Um, many people are probably surpri- surprised Liquid did as well as they did. They got to game five in the finals. Uh, they beat out some big names on the way. They 2 out PSG LGD in the upper bracket. Then they 2 one VP in the upper bracket. And later, they 2 owed VP again in the lower bracket finals. So they beat some big teams uh, consistently in this tournament before they lost to Vici. Uh, other big stories, of course, Alliance got far enough that they made TI. We talked mm-hmm. about that as a possibility last podcast. Um, and they, they were the ones that made it. Gambit lost to them, so Alliance got through in that massively important game that just secured them not needing to play qualifiers. That means Gambit will have to play the CIS qualifiers. Um, Alliance afterwards lost 2-0 to Virtus Pro, but I think they're still pretty happy with themselves for making, I think, was it top 8, I believe? Top 8 or top 6? Might be top 6 even. Um, actually, were you, by the way, were you surprised by six. Liquid's showing that they gelled so quickly? or is, Could this be considered uh, maybe the honeymoon phase? Because we've seen this before so many times. But I don't know if I'm all surprised. Really good, it's so like far. it's one of those things where you go in and you don't really know what to expect. It's like I thought either it would go really well or it would go really poorly in the start. I wasn't expecting like okay, mm-hmm. so I, I don't, I don't, I'm not too surprised honestly. It didn't really. Uh, I think in a way, maybe one it of the more surprising things them, right? is, yeah, to an extent. Um, I think one of the more surprising things, perhaps, across the last like one month or two, is how much better TNC Predator got after Heen started coaching them. They have mm-hmm. improved so much. They're playing really, really well, and they look like a team that could even take a top 8 at TI, maybe top 6, if they do really well, maybe even top 4. They got 4th at this major. They looked really good. They knocked out LGD 2-0, um, which is a great feat. And then they end up losing 2-0 to VP. One of the games was really close, 65 minutes. So... Definitely a team to look out for. And I think those are the primary storylines from this. I guess we should mention, of course, when we talk about successes, Team Secret got 9th through 12th, mm-hmm. which is, I think, their worst TPC result all season. 
Um, so hopefully for Secret, this is not uh, a hint at what's to come at TI, where they have this history of like, you know, doing really well during the early parts of the season, and then when it's crunch time for TI, they fall flat or I can't maybe remember, don't place as high as they would I don't like. remember what happened last year, but I think it's better they, to flunk out, if that's the right way to put it, the tournament before TI. That's the perfect time. Less eyes are on you, yeah. perhaps, than before. You get that shit out of the way, right? You just get that terrible, that negativity, if you will. Just mm-hmm. dump it and move on. And uh, I actually think Seeker's going to win TI this year. I just have a feeling. There's a there's a good chance. There are a lot of teams this year that... I mean, that's the, it's the same as every year, right? But you look at the field of teams that are already at TI and you feel like, realistically, out of the whole roster of teams, there's probably like six that you could definitely see winning. Yeah. Do you think and that, that this is definitely predict. the year that we get a two-time winner? Because I no. think... Really? I don't think, so. I don't think it definitely is. Wow. There's I mean, no... I feel like the chances there's are no, better than 50% at this point. There's so many winners. There's no two-time winner on LGD or Vici Gaming, and they are two of my six. Okay, that's a good point. For example. Um, that's a good point. There is also no two-time win- winner on VP. Mm-hmm. So you would have to look to Liquid or Secret or OG EG. or EG, right? Um, We'd have to look. Oh, we'll get to the whole list of TI. I don't know about 50-50. I wouldn't take a 50-50 on it, but... There's, there's Sender, a good chance. I'm calling it now. This is the year. Okay. Uh, so there is some... I, I don't know if you want to call this drama. It, I, I, it should be mm-hmm. more drama, probably. But uh, the the drama of the MVP trophy at Epicenter oh. is a oh, little yeah. cringy. Uh, so yeah. the finals ended. The Vici Gaming holds the trophy. And they're just awkwardly standing there. I mean, let's be real. This happens in every tournament. Except for Captain's Draft, by the way. Just throwing it out there. But it happens in every tournament. Teams are just like awkward, like no one knows what's going on. Um, and there's somehow no Chinese translator. So you can tell that the host or the interview interviewer doesn't can't do anything. Right. So I feel kind of bad for her. But the weird thing is when the MVP was announced that it's miracle, she runs yep. to him, gives an interview since he speaks English. And we see, like, I think maybe one, maybe two Reddit threads not super highly upvoted, which mm-hmm. is interesting because I feel like, and Nikki was saying this to me, if the roles were reversed, imagine this happening the other way around. People yeah. would be very upset, right? If if the Chinese team got second place to, like, Liquid in China, for example, and then the MVP was given to uh, the Chinese team instead. So I want to ask you this first. Well, let me Mm -hmm. read this quote, and then we'll just talk about the whole topic, all right? So Cyborg Matt tweeted, apparently, tournament organizers still don't understand this. Number one, don't restrict your MVP voting process to a Western platform. And two, please have the decency to give the winning team a platform to speak to their fans, aka interview them. Uh, What are your thoughts on this subject? I mean, I feel like it's kind of self-explanatory almost. I just think he's right. Like... um, and I, I'm a bit surprised because, to my knowledge, one or two of the players from Vici Gaming actually speak good enough English to have at least a basic interview. I think Fade uh, has done interviews in English before. Mm-hmm. So maybe they haven't done enough research on it. They don't know. Um, I don't think you can host a major tournament in Dota and not have a translator for Chinese. I just don't think it's... It's not reasonable. It's always going to be a field of like I four to five like Chinese teams. They had to, or whatever. Have, they had to have been translators somewhere. Maybe they just couldn't find them. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it it could just be a mistake, like that the the translator wasn't available or they got sick, like whatever it is. But you need to have a way of doing this. And 
at the very least, like let's say the translator is sick or goes missing or whatever it is, missing in action, then find out if anyone in the team is willing and can have at least a basic English interview. And if they can't, I think you still, after they've won and they're on the stage, you say big congratulations on your win. Is there something you want to say to your fans? So they can at least say, you know, thanks right. to the fans at home that are watching them. And then they can say it in Chinese. Like, that's fine. It's There's just, been plenty of interviews you, you with ROTK. You don't have say anything. Right? ROTK yeah. can say at least, I mean, he's yeah, probably, he could, English he probably could better interview by now. Too. It's yeah, good enough, it's, though. It's good enough. Yeah. I mean, it's his English isn't great, but he can, you know, he can he can make a statement like we're super happy we won, you know, like I'm very proud of my team, you know, these kind of things that even if it's just a standard boring interview or whatever, it's still it it should be there. Yeah. Um as far as the MVP voting process, I personally don't think Twitch yet should choose the MVP for anything. Because <laughs> wow, that's like, a that's a very bold statement. <laughs> uh, um, Twitch chat shouldn't I think, have control. So so here's here's the thing, right? There's uh or there's like a, a Maybe that's a, a too big statement, but for example, at Dream League, they have this MVP selection where they let Twitch chat do it, but it's clearly a meme. Like, it's part of a joke from uh, from the tournament. It's very clear that it's just for fun and there's nothing in it. So people vote for the MVP after the game, and they generally vote for the guy who fucked up the most as a joke. Like, they mm-hmm. just meme it, you know? If if whoever had a bad game, they missed some key spells or fed a bit or whatever. They just get MVP, which is, you know, it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of bullying and stupid, but it's it's just part of the show, right? So whatever. I don't take that. I don't think that's too big of a deal. Then there is the ESL1 format where people can vote on, but it's not in Twitch chat, right? The ESL1 MVP vote is <clears throat> through an online form, correct? I think, I think part of it's online and then some of it's talent, I want to say. I don't know for sure, but... Yeah, so talent has right? a percentage and the community has a percentage, yeah. but the votes are not in Twitch chat. I think the votes are done separately on a homepage. Correct me if I'm wrong on this chat. It's on Twitter. Okay. That's still not ideal. Because uh, Twitter's banned in China? <laughs> yeah, the ideal way to do it is... I mean, th- this is also what Cyborg Matt says. Don't restrict MVP voting process to a Western platform. But the problem is... Mm. Um, if they you restrict the platforms themselves. That's kind of the one of the issue, right? Yeah, I mean, they restrict the platforms, which is one problem. But the other thing is also, if you're you're selling this as a pitch to uh, Mercedes Benz, right? Mm. And you want to have a way of measuring this metric, how much traffic it generated, how much people interacted with the MVP thing, because you know it's something Mercedes Benz are paying for. They're giving a car, so they want some sort of return on investment. It's just business. And if you put this on some sort of other random platform, that's way harder to. Uh, do traffic check on and whatnot just to accommodate everyone in the world to be able to vote, it might mean that Mercedes-Benz is not so interested in it. So then you need to like kind of weigh the pros and cons and be like, okay, right. is this worth it? It sucks that the Chinese community can't vote, but that's just how it is in this situation. Mm-hmm. And then there's this final one where you just flat out let Twitch chat vote, and I think that's just fucking well, stupid. I okay? think we agree I, for the most part, but here, what about this? So I think we're going to agree on that for the most part, uh, uh-huh. but... Should the losing team be able to win the MVP? Yes. Okay. I definitely me, think so. Okay, tell me why. I because I think I'm I think, kind of on the fence. I don't know for sure what I feel. If you have a system where you can vote for the most valuable player, like arguably Dota 2 is a pretty, it's a pretty difficult game to select an MVP in, I think compared to, let's say, basketball, right, which you love to talk about. Because I think in basketball, to a larger extent, it's, it's easier for the audience to see and appreciate and understand who played a fantastic game, right? Yes. yes. In Dota, it's a lot more complex. There's a lot more uh, variables that play in. But regardless, you can definitely be on the losing team and have played your absolute heart out in the finals, for example. 
I think theoretically, even you could have the MVP not even be a finalist, but that's really unlikely. That's like where somebody is just completely outperforming everyone in the tournament, but they're just not on a top two team. And then they generally won't shine enough for it, right? But if if what you're voting for is the most valuable player, it should be the most valuable player. And the most valuable player is not necessarily in the winning team. Mm-hmm. Um, f- from my perspective, I would not have selected Miracle here personally. I think he played a good tournament, but I think some of Ichi Gaming's players were just outstanding. And uh, I think there were so absolute I'll say candidates this. in I that think team to win it. Most, even in Dota, you can disagree with me. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, MVP will be coming from the winning team, I feel like. Most of the time, absolutely. I think I it's, it's, let's just say 10% or lower is probably from another team. Like, if you want an NBA example, again, this could be over your head, mm-hmm. but even though I can't stand LeBron James now because he went to the Lakers, there, there was a year, a couple of years ago, against the Warriors where um, they got destroyed, but he was yep. by far the best player on the court, day in, day out. He carried that... Yep. His team was literal garbage, and he's carrying them. That's an MVP to me, uh, but mm-hmm. he didn't get it for that series. I think okay. only once in NBA history, I want to say that the loser has gotten MVP in the finals, um, and I want to say it's Wilt Chamberlain, but I could be wrong. I so mean, when was that then? Almost what unpre- year was that's, that? That's decades ago, like 30, yeah, 40 years. That's what I was. Point. That's what I was thinking. Maybe at that time there was an outrage like the one we just had, and since then they've just decided we don't do that anymore. You know, Possibly. that could be a thing. Yeah. Like maybe people hated it. Uh, because like the, the debate here and the thing that's a bit tricky is you feel like you take away from the glory of the winning moment of the winning team when the MVP is from the losing team. You feel like it should part of be like a package. Wow, you guys played amazing. You won. And you were a standout for this tournament. But mm-hmm. it's like, I personally just think if you call it the most valuable player, it should go to the most valuable player. And he isn't necessarily right. in the winning team. Uh but but yeah, I mean, it's it's like terminology, right? Because you could also just say, well, it should be MVP from the winning team, but you can't just call it MVP FTWT, right? That sounds pretty bad. So, um, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. yeah, so I think we agree um, for the most part. Then uh, people are correcting yeah. me that it's it might it was Jerry West and not Will Chamberlain. I yeah, I can't remember. Okay. I guess maybe it was Jerry West. But anyway, yeah, okay. To to finish off my thoughts, the I mean, in a way, this maybe explains itself. But the problem the problem with letting uh, a, f- a platform like Twitch Chat vote for MVP is, um, first of all, representation. Right, the Twitch Chat is largely Western viewers. There's mm-hmm. not a high representation of China. Once again, similar problem. If China was all watching Twitch, the MVP would probably have gone to Yang or Fade in this tournament. I think because they would have voted for their favorite teams in the Chinese uh, favorite players in their Chinese team, and they would have yeah. every right to do it. Um, I don't think the community the other, should get a vote at all. By the way, that's my opinion. The the other thing is also like, it's like it's debatable, right? Because how many people are going to do like how to say how many people are going to do troll votes or do vote based on one game? Because there's when you're a viewer, right? When you're a fan watching, maybe you watch the finals and you haven't watched the rest of the tournament mm-hmm. or. You watch one game and there's this like massive front page clip of Miracle one-shotting Roshan with 35 spark rates. And you're like, holy shit, I've never seen this before. MVP right there. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a cool clip. But did he play the best in the whole tournament, which this should go to, right? Mm-hmm. And the average viewer doesn't watch enough of the tournament to be able to, how to say, gauge who has really had a standout performance. And you and then you get this problem like who should be allowed to vote, right? Then it, then it becomes like this. So you're saying thing. the so, viewers are dumb. That's the sense. No, they're absolutely okay. You're just baiting <laughs> me here. But uh my my point is that if you 
if you haven't, it's like how to say, it's like making a, a taking a strong stance on a on a subject that you haven't educated yourself in first, and you just firmly believe that you're right without mm. even having you know done any research on it, and then you're right. just like, I know I'm right, and it's just it's gonna be misleading my, and that's bad my arguments in general. That's how it goes. But I know you shouldn't vote either, even okay. if you were talent, you shouldn't have a vote. <laughs> Good, uh, thank you, Sindarin. Um. But yeah, I, I, I mean, that's where it gets tricky, right? Because either you include the community or you don't. Yeah, one, I, way of, uh, one way of alleviating it to an extent is what ESL does, where they, the community has a percentage and the right. talent has a percentage. But the problem is that percentage is still skewed still Western heavily. And then if you open it up to, let's Absolutely. say, uh, what is it, yeah. Weibo or uh, Yoke? I don't know, whatever the Chinese equivalent Twitter is. Um, yeah. Then that's an have... even larger number in skew of the Eastern audience. Exactly. So it... There's not a great I mean, way it, to do it, it, honestly. It would be funny to see if we could have just done the experiment on one of the ESLs where you could vote on the Chinese platforms too and see if the MVP would have gone to a Chinese player in a losing team because right. it absolutely could have, right? And then we mm. would have, yeah, we would be having this conversation the other way around. Indeed. So, yeah. I think well, viewers should not get a say. It should be, like in the NBA, for the MVP of the entire season, it's like reporters, the people that are like covering the game all year, a certain mm-hmm. amount of them get a vote, like the ones that yep. have been in the league long enough, and that's how MVPs are chosen. I like. I, I'd like to think that the talent that we have at these events are actually good judges of MVP. When you take everyone's votes into account, I think the vast majority of the time it will be really fair. And in my experience, the talent aren't biased toward Western players when it comes to casting the MVP votes. Yep, um, I agree. That's my two cents. So. Um, so yeah, one final note. Actually, I have one more thing with the MVP stuff. I think to an extent, this isn't so like it sucks, but it matters more when there's actually something on the line, right? The problem mm-hmm. with this ESL one is that the prize is actually pretty significant. It's a big prize. Winning the MVP of that tournament is about the same financial gain as winning the finals for the player that wins it. It's a fifty thousand euro which, gift card. Which tournament? Epicenter. The, ESL one. Okay, yeah, yeah. The ESL one MVP, right? Yeah. I feel like when there's that much money attached to it, you need to have some sort of, you know, I it agree. needs to be very. Yeah, but I, epicenter that's, is that's just why the this, trophy. Th- that's why the right? stream hack stuff. I don't really care about it. Like the they throw the MVP after every game is a joke, and there's it's worth nothing. So it's like you know, it's just like a fun segment. But for, for the fans. that's for fun. epicenter is that's the case as well, right? Is it just a trophy. I think for epicenter it was just a trophy as well. Yeah. Um So I mean, just a trophy, right? It's still you know, it, it's still not great. Uh, but at the very least, I guess the silver lining is there wasn't a lot of money on the line. Mm. But for the ESL one, it's it's a legitimate like concern, right? It's a it's a lot of money, especially for you know if you're from a region that where the the money is worth even more, right? This uh yeah, this kind sure. of this kind of MVP is really valuable, so it's it needs to there's some uh, you know there's some it needs to be authentic. In the end, oh, okay, that I was a long agree. Let's move on. So TI9 invites all out. Team Secret, VP, Vici Gaming, EG, Team Liquid, LGD. Do people still call them PSG LGD? I think most people always call them LGD. Good. Uh, Fnatic, Ninjas in Pajamas, TNC Predator, OG, Alliance, and Keen Gaming. Fnatic just kicked somebody, right? Yep. What are your thoughts on that? Uh... We we've talked about it last episode right? I know. with Matumba. It's yeah. it's no different. I mean, it's just the this, same thing again. This is worse though, right? <laughs> it's literally, I mean, it's, right. Even, it's even closer. So yeah, it's actually even worse because he has less time to find his team. I, it just sucks, man. Like I don't know. 
I feel so bad for these players because I could put myself in their position. I would be fucking heartbroken. Okay, this is like people watch from the outside and they're like, "Yeah, maybe it's for the better of the team or not." But being that player fucking sucks, dude. You have mm. no idea. Like the magnitude of this, it's easy to disconnect yourself from it when you're sitting at home and watching these games. But these players are playing for millions. This could be it's their not, whole livelihood it's not even right about, here. I don't think it's less about and the, the money. tournament it's, itself. It's, it's more everything. about the time investment more than anything. I think. It, it really depends because players player motivation is different some people are well off and are fine in life and they're playing mm. for the competition and then they love making the money for some people like if you've watched some of the player profiles in the past we've had players that talked about how they would like you know uh just barely make it through their month and then they started playing dota and they got to a couple of tournaments and started making some money uh, then we have stories of players like tnc who got a really good placement at ti and then they then they bought uh, a land cafe to support the local gaming community and stuff like that like the way people use this money and the way how much it's worth to them is really different and yeah you're right for some of the players like someone like kuro i don't think he's playing for the money he's fucking rich right he's one ti he won ti7 it's ridiculous prize money for him it's about the legacy right of winning twice mm -hmm. and just being a competitor but for someone like mp who hasn't had that like really top result or not as many at least he got he got a third at a major this year which is great um but it, it, it's a bit of both, right? It's the glory, it's the money, all of it matters. And you just, you can't deny, no matter how much we talk about, like, the players are in it for the competition, TI is too big in money to just be about the competition. Like, you just can't deny yeah. it. This year, it might be playing for $30 million. You played the whole year with your might team. Be. You invested so much time. You tried your hardest to be a good teammate for this team. You have to assume, right? Like, he, he did his best. And then you get cut after you've qualified. You get cut one week before opens or whatever. And you just lose everything on the floor. And you feel like, you know, you've earned it, right? You, you did just as much as everyone else to get there. It just, it's just a shit situation, man. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, to solve it, right? Like, is there a comparison to this in another sport that you can think of? Where you like, like imagine you, you make the NBA playoffs and you just, you don't get benched, okay? You get removed mm -hmm. from the team, so you don't get your salary. Like, that's basically what happens. Right? That happens sometimes when you get cut right before the season ends, and then you can't uh, sign with any other team either, and you have to just sit out the whole playoffs as well. But that happens yeah. to, like, players that are genuinely not good. So mm -hmm. it's not exactly I mean, it, it's still uh, it's it's still shit in that situation regardless, but... But yeah, this, the, it, it's just, like, the long story short, it fucking sucks, and I wish it wasn't a thing. And okay. we, we talked about solutions last, was it episode 10 or 9 when we talked about Matumba? We talked about possible solutions, but it's a bit tricky and complicated to implement. But yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what it is. The open and regional qualifiers are coming up. Um, yep. I was going to do a, a prediction video, but then I realized a lot of the teams are not available to choose because... For Europe, as an example, which we can talk, get into that right now, there's only two teams in the regional qualifiers, six yep. open qualifier spots. What the fuck? That's like NA every other year. NA has four that, this time. It really surprised me. I actually didn't think it was going to look like this. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's better or worse. So let me just first say, I'm going to play these open qualifiers. So I, I will be playing in the European region with my team that we've put together on pretty short notice. Um would you like to but, say who those people are? Yeah, I'm playing with Mage. He plays mid, DNZ, General, and Naive. So we have two CIS players General. and three Europe players. Mm. And we need you need three Europe players to play in Europe, right? That's the rules. So mm -hmm. uh, so we've made sure we met the, the demands with like uh, ratio or whatever you want to call it. But the thing about this uh, European region is that 
I thought I'm like chaos getting an invite was a bit controversial because they've changed roster and whatnot. Uh, but it seems like the primary determining factor is whether teams have DPC points. That's been the main thing. Mm -hmm. uh, chaos have DPC points from. Well, they also changed regions. Yeah, they did. Right, they that's did, the which weird. Is also, one. an argument you could be making. Uh, Final tribe have DPC points from the first minor, I think. Um, and then all the other teams in Europe that have got foreign qualifiers just haven't played DPC events at all because they've always been beaten out by OG or Secret or Alliance or NIP or Liquid. You know, the region has been ridiculous this year. Um, so, so these two, like Final Tribe being an invite, hundred percent crystal clear why this happened i don't think there's anyone who's going to argue against mm -hmm. this chaos is like depends what your perspective is well they got the points in other regions they changed roster blah blah blah. but then after that it's like if this is your metric it makes sense that you didn't invite a team like singularity or aachen or these other teams that have got pretty far in qualifiers but just haven't quite made it um so if that's your metric that's fine so yeah there's going to be a lot of qualifier slots and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think we're going to play two qualifiers uh, that both span two days, and I believe top three from each qualifier advances. So I think it's the finalists, and then whoever mm -hmm. loses to the finalists play a relegation third place match to get through. I think that's how it works. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah. I think what As I want for to the do. Other regions, yeah, yeah. I, we don't need to go over the other regions because I just I want to be able to talk about this in more depth next week, in next okay. week's episode, uh, depending on when you actually play. Is that going to mess with your? Your schedule at all? Uh, so the opens are third and fifth. So the opens will definitely be over, but the regionals okay. might be on at the ninth. So we'll we'll see how it goes and how okay. I'll make it work. That uh, sounds good. But yeah, I'll so yeah, let we'll, you know. we'll talk about. We'll we'll both make predictions. We'll both choose your team to come out of the EU regional qualifiers, <laughs> and then we'll talk about the other regions that we have yet to talk about. So cool. Uh, all right, last yep. Dota-related thing for today. 7.22D came out recently. Do you have any comments on this patch? A lot of number changes. I was extremely sad. Like, I don't play IO, Cinderin. Mm -hmm. I was very sad, as you might imagine, to see that the level 20 talent for Tether Grant Scepter bonus is no longer a thing. Very sad. I think it's been broken from when it came out. So Just plain broken. I have broken. no problem. I, I know you're an AGS fan. I know yes. you are. And now, Wisp's friends need to spend their own gold. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, I think sad. it's completely fair. I, it's just... Like, this so you just, you thought me, it was just way too OP. That's... I thought it was too good. And when it comes to IO, if you've, if you've watched my stream or talked to me over the years, I have always thought IO conceptually is a, is a broken hero. Mm -hmm. Like, it just has abilities that... Now that it's got so many tweaks, we're finally starting to see a point where IO's win rate and pick... Uh, pick rate is not as ridiculous but it's still being first picked with gyro in the last tournament we we saw right like it's still after countless nerfs is still being rated as a very high pick and it's just in competitive dota that's why this hero is so hard to balance because in pubs is like you know how good is the hero really it requires a lot of good execution good teamwork uh, yeah. playing the map effectively so you can relocate which is hard to do in a pub setting but in pro dota this hero is just insane like what it does is crazy chen is another great example of a hero that works similarly where you know in in pub play do you coordinate it correctly but then in pro play people when they use the divine favor well when they use the creeps well to push towers and put pressure it's just a different beast altogether so both of those heroes got nerfed quite a lot which was expected i would say 
a couple of other heroes got some minor nerfs, a couple of other heroes got some minor buffs, so we got a little bit of a shakeup of, of hero pool and prioritization, but there's nothing big. There's no new items, there's no map changes, no general changes. It's literally just hero X, Y, and Z got plus one or minus one on stuff. Um, Centaur got nerfed, bro. What the so, fuck? Yeah, Cent got nerfed a bit. He was a really high pick at the major. I think it's fair. Unacceptable. Uh, the hero's, re hero's really good right now. You wouldn't know that because you only play Underlords. Um, yeah, well, we'll talk. I don't play yeah, Underlord. Ember, Ember got nerfed. Some, you know, like most of the stuff just makes sense. It's, it just makes sense. So, okay. But not too big overall. Sounds great, Cinder. And thank you for that <clears throat> beautiful rundown. Boy, oh boy. You just Absolutely. really outdone Very yourself. Welcome. Now, let me take over with Dota Underlord. <laughs> <laughs> A long list of things uh, for Dota. <laughs> you guys can't see the sheet, but it's literally half a page. Uh, we don't need to talk about it for that long, though. Um, okay. So some unique here. We talked about this, I think, as a potential thing. They added some hero voice lines, uh, and they're unique, so they're not from Dota 2 at all. So that's cool. Uh, we talked about the balance changes. Those came to fruition with the Dragon Alliance. They nerfed the absolute living crap out of Caudal. And they got rid of Boots of Speed and replaced it with Tranquil Boots, which give the 100% movement speed, which is kind of not good, but also gives it 16 HP regen, which it's okay. It's and not the worst break, item. like in Dota. Correct. They do not break. Okay. That would be horrifically bad if they did. I mean, it depends. If they broke for like half a second or something, right? Then... Oh. I mean, 16 HP yeah, is not whatever. that OP. It's it's fine. It's, no. it's whatever. Uh, and then yep. the, another item added, Pipe of Insight, which everybody was kind of hoping for, gives 50% magic resistance on cast. And the cool thing is, since it's auto chess, or since you don't control anything per se, right? Once the yeah. first enemy has 100% mana, that's when it pops. And it applies the 400 magic damage shield in a one cell radius around that hero. Very cool implementation. Uh, I like it quite a bit. <clears throat> so that's what's new to the game now. And today, as of this recording, an announcement came out that there will be a big patch on Thursday where, and we don't know the details yet, but they list out some of the changes. Warlock Alliance reworked. Right now, it just gives a flat lifesteal. Life yeah. uh, it's pretty bad. It's considered, I mean, other than like the, there's, you know, you know what Bloodbound is? Have you tried that alliance yeah. before? Yeah. That's like a, it's a throwaway. Like it feels like a meme, almost like a joke alliance right now, but Warlock is just bad, right? Okay. So that's getting reworked yep. in some way. Um, the units themselves are getting tweaked as well. The Shaman Alliance, which also feels like this, it's almost worthless because you, you got to get Disruptor and Rasta and they get a hex off at the beginning Isn't of the round. Isn't there one more hero that is a Shaman in Underlords? Uh, there's Arc Warden is the third. I don't think there's a fourth. So Arc okay. Warden, Rasta, and uh, Disruptor. Hex. Yeah. So that's getting reworked and the units themselves as well. So the similar treatment sounds like three new items. I am hoping for, I didn't even think about this. What am I hoping for? I want damage. I want MK Bizzle. That's that's what I want. And Aghanim Scepter, of course, but I don't know how the fuck you, <laughs> you do Aghanim Scepter in Underlords. Yeah. Uh, do you have any about ideas a, about that, by the way? What about a disarm item? Does that exist right now? No. There are... A lot of disarms in the game with assassin perks and slark himself yeah. and with uh primordial so an item i mean it maybe could work like a halberd or something right it's a way to get teams that don't 
build into disarm to still be able to get disarm if they want right on a unit okay know. like primordial i don't it's think good. even works against range hero so it's not it feels like a side alliance anyway so it's mm -hmm. yeah that would be interesting i wouldn't mind that uh also tweaks to the alliance items and how they work kind of i'm not weary but i really like the alliance perks i have to say those are the global items that yeah those are super cool like i'm I like if I get something at very early in the game. There's one called uh, Bedfellows. Have you Strange Bedfellows? Have you seen that one? Uh, that's the one with uh, demon and demon hunters, right? Yeah. So like demons are just trash. I th apparently maybe they're not complete trash, but I feel like they're not very good unless you get that perk. Mm -hmm. So if you get it, you just force the crap out of it, which is fun. <laughs> uh, so I'm interested to see what they do with that. But I know there's some pros that don't like that idea. So we'll see. <clears throat> Um, also tweaks to win and lose streaks. I don't know what that is going to mean exactly. Mm. There's going to be... What is it you get currently? If you're on a winning streak, you get one extra gold per turn. And if you're on a losing streak, you get one extra gold per turn, right? Isn't that just it? It goes up to three. A cap of three. Oh, it does. Okay. One, two, and then three. Yeah. Uh, they're going to add the large scoreboard, which Auto Chess has had, which allows you to look at like all the pieces on every board at once, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing and some experimental features and then last but not least they said the week and i quote the week after you'll see the release of progression and what we call the proto battle pass this beta battle pass will let us iterate on the system with you and get your feedback on what works and what doesn't plus what kind of content you'd like the season one battle pass to include so sounds okay. like they're going to start making some money finally on this game. Center. Oh, yeah. For now, you actually can't spend money in the game at all, right? No. Even if you wanted to. I throw my money at my screen. It doesn't do anything yet. So <laughs> really looking forward to that. So Interesting. Okay. Yeah. A lot of exciting stuff for Underlords. I've been, like you said, been playing a lot. I've uh, been enjoying it quite a bit. And we should play sometime, by the way. I would enjoy that. Sure. We could play. We can abuse the rank system while it's in its current place. Because I can't rank down, and I can rank you up just by being in the game, Cinderin. Very exciting mm -hmm. times. Great. I can be your Smurf for once. How about that? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the Valve Index just briefly. It was yep. the release date finally came to be, so people that pre-ordered really, really early got theirs, I believe. Uh, the media members, I believe the NDA. I don't know if there was an NDA. Whatever. Probably got the NDA lifted, and they got to get their actual hands on it for... A considerable amount of time and based on the reviews i was reading cinderin it's considered the best vr ever for the most part which makes sense based on the hardware that's inside it uh yeah. the knuckle controllers which we didn't really talk about that much but apparently they are amazing so they work mm -hmm. in a way have you seen them at, uh use them yet in any I videos i think i've seen them once maybe so it's really cool because uh it has like a little strap that attaches to your hand and mm -hmm. you're able to make gestures with your hand. Like you can have your, your palms spread out or your hand, your fingers spread yeah. out. And it can sense the motion. Like if you're moving your fingers and things like that. Like, so you can like point at the screen or not the screen, but you can just point and it'll know what you're doing. Apparently it's can very you like, impressive. For example, could you in theory hotkey map it so that when your thumb and your index touch or your thumb and your little finger touch, it does two different things. I, so you can like, you know, like saying, almost like weave. But, so like custom bind, you mean? Yeah, I'm just thinking like, can the technology detect individual fingers? Have they programmed it that way? So yeah, that you so can like... the thing that impressed me the most, this sounds so fucking cool, by the way. 
you can do like in apparently in the uh, I don't know if it's the tutorial or whatever you want to call it the thing that you play just to get familiar with the system once you first get it. You mm-hmm. play rock paper scissors with a robot, and it yeah. can tell like when it's scissors, when it's paper, when it's ro- that's insane. That's really, and you don't have, like you're wearing a controller on your hand. It's super cool idea. Yeah. So, based on the reviews, everyone's like blown away by the controller, and. So that's all the positives. And then the one negative, which everyone states, it's ridiculously expensive. It's $1,000. That's very expensive. Um, If you want quality, sometimes it costs. Yes. I mean, we don't know what the production costs are, right? But this has been something Valve have developed and invested resources into for a long time. They have spent so much time and money on developing VR. So obviously they want a return. And if they have the best product, they can take a higher price. So. Yeah, it it we'll sounds see. like they've invested not it's not just time and resources, but they, they have a lot of uh you can tell they're very hopeful that this will be like they're banking on it yep. being something that's big in the future. Yep. Um and I guess another negative, I guess you can say I pretty sure there's no flagship games yet. It's just mm-hmm. kind of old games right now, which were for like yeah, the HC vibe. Clearly a lot of people the people that will buy this right now and invest into it are people that are like uh, enthusiasts about the technology in general rather than mm-hmm. buying it to play cool games, right? If you want to play cool games right now, you have a console or a PC. Uh, it's kind of the same with other VR systems as well, right? Like, I, I love playing video games. We have a console at home. We have my PC. But we haven't bought any VR system because I right. just I just feel like the games haven't come far enough yet that I, I want to, you know, spend a lot of time or money on it. Um, but I think something like this, if, if the technology and the games become great enough i think a lot of people will be willing to invest pretty much what it costs to buy a computer to play on a system like this because i just think the technology has so much possibility it just we just need good titles that work and are interesting i mean to be fair there there are good titles right now uh like beat saber um i I saw that one that one's actually really there's like two or three games that are legitimately quite good but those are still at this point they're considered old games they're not for the index Mm. Now, having said all this, yeah, friends, true. Valve, if you're watching this, Cinder and I would love to get our hands on a Valve Index, each of us, of course. I'm not going to Denmark to try it out. Please <laughs> send us Valve Indexes. We will review them positively. Wait, I shouldn't have said... We will review them honestly. Fairly. Wink, wink. And yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I really want to get my hands on this thing. I, and if you only want to send out one, send it to him. Whoa! Is that the reverse go. psychology? No, Do you actually no. want it yourself. If they only send one, they only gonna... send one I mean, you're you're definitely the one who's more into this than me right now. So I want See, you to have. That's it. gonna make Valve want it to send it to you more because they want to convince you that it's good. So you just you just fucked me. I'll just, thanks. I just repack. I ha- just give me your address. I can send it over. <laughs> All right, thanks, buddy. All right, so that is the end of the quote unquote serious topic, Cinderin. Um, let's talk about some some weird ass shit, huh? How about that? Okay. All right. So first one's weird not so weird. Shit, like prediction for TI prize pool. <laughs> That's some weird ass shit right there. I added that during the episode because I thought it would be a, a cool because you yeah, mentioned you think it might get to 30 million. I want all right, let's not explain our theories. Oh, we could actually bring our pieces of paper out for this, Cinderin. Do you have oh. one handy? Uh wait, where's the pen? I think the pen is gone. Cinder, use blood. Okay. Use, use your well, semen, use anything at this point. I need please. something to cut myself with, then. I don't have that either. Can I cut myself on a cardboard, a little bit of cardboard for my white chocolate with lemon? 
That sounds it's delicious. Amazing. It's amazing, by the way. Uh, good, good. I could paper cut myself on the paper. <laughs> nah. I don't know. How about we just... I don't have a pen right now. All right. I, I will I will write it so I don't cheat, because you know I'm willing okay. to cheat. And you yeah, tell me yours. True. In fact, you just tell okay, me yours, so, and I'll show you mine. That's what she said. Okay. So, so what are we saying? We're just saying what do we think the end prize pool will be. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. You can do it. Okay, before we before we predict, let's just talk about the No. The, uh, no, no, the implications about this. This isn't about like I'm not trying to get a hint or anything. I'm just saying from Valve's perspective, <laughs> what is what is better or worse? Worse for it to be very high. Okay. Believe it or not. And and better is for it to be to break the record clearly but not be absurd, right? That's what I just said. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, okay, I okay. No, no, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I go I go first. Yeah. All right. It's I'll at 25 million right now. 31? 31. Yeah. So last year was what? Was it 25 last year? 25, yeah. I think. It's already at 25. We have yet yeah. to come out with Immortals 2. We have to come out with Morakai. We have yet to come out with Immortals 3. We have yet to come out with the Invoker Persona. And God, we the creeps that aren't in the game yet. There's so many things. This feels like it's almost going to be too low. I have 35 million. 35. Yes. That's really high. I feel like isn't that within the reach that a range that you would say is is too high? Maybe? Yes, I'd say it's too high. 10 million okay. over last year. <laughs> yeah. So here's my here's my hope, okay? My hope, but the problem is they, the way they've advertised it, I don't think that's going to happen. But man, wouldn't it be amazing if they announced that they kept the prize pool at 30 million? And the rest goes to invest into the next season. Please do that for whatever reason. I don't think the players will be upset. And I don't think the fans will be upset. And so, I just think it's such a good move. All right, here's the thing. Or I 100% agree. It, whatever we want to cap no, 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 it. I, it's I even too high yeah. already. Like I agree. I. But here's the thing. Is there? You're saying nobody would get mad. Do you think they'd feel a little hesitant not doing this? Like If they had said this... Before. When they first came out of the battle pass, zero people yeah. would have issue. Yeah. Is there a scenario where somebody would be mad? Or is it just such a small minority that doesn't matter? I mean, I don't know. The, the, you know, there are people that buy the battle pass to specifically to contribute to the prize pool and nothing else. But if you're contributing to the prize pool of TI just for the sake of contributing to TI, you're contributing to it because you like the competitive scene and the right. teams, right? And the game itself. So if you contributed for that, would you feel snubbed if they said, well, the money that you contributed to this also goes into the next season of Pro Dota because you like to support the game? I personally wouldn't feel like cheated or anything. If they've already beaten the record, right? If some people are buying to break the record of last year and they're specifically trying to raise the price pool above that of last year, they've already done that. So we've reached that too. So we yeah. can't be disappointed by, by that either. Uh, it's just... The problem, we've talked about this before, I'll just very quickly mention it again. The problem with Dota Circuit right now is there's way too much money in one tournament compared to the rest of the circuit. TI is worth more than the rest of the year, and I really don't think it should be that way. I agree. Um, so hopefully for next season, if it's not this one, it's a difficult move for Valve to make because there's a lot of PR and a lot of like stories in, you know, as a part of having the biggest prize pool in the, in the world for one single tournament and whatnot. Uh, there's a lot of press and stuff for the game so i see the advertising value i do um i i feel like there is a way 
uh, <laughs> of just implementing this in a in a better way. And like, do you think the game will suffer massively if it's like, like then you could just have the record be something else, right? Like instead of the single biggest prize pool for one tournament, you could have the single single biggest fundraising by a community or the single biggest value of a season, which they don't have right now, by the way, because of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, like you could aim for something else than having this one tournament. Because I mean, I think the important thing it's, is that it's, cr- I, it's so crazy. Like, I actually I don't, don't think there's a downside. Yes, they didn't announce this beforehand. If they came out tomorrow and said this, I feel like everyone would be happy. The players are getting a shit ton of money. The players have already gotten everything. I don't think they're going to be mad either. I don't think... I'm trying to think really of anyone think so. that would be mad. The people that are contributing to the prize... How many people actually pay money on the Battle Pass to contribute to the prize? Well, nobody. They're buying cosmetics. It's a small, it's a small fraction only. It's, it is there, but it's a small fraction. There are yeah. people that buy the Battle Pass and don't even play the game. But it here's is, the thing. This is people. the scary part for me, Sindarin. If this gets yeah. to 35, 40 million, that is completely yeah. absurd. And this is, it's not going to be up to personalities, people that people think that uh, Valve listens to, which isn't the case. Like, Valve is a, a super legit company. They're not going to just talk to one or two people. They want the community yeah. to come to a decision. Mm-hmm. The community needs to make a big deal about this. There needs to be threads constantly talking about how we need to redistribute this money into the, the circuit next year because they haven't even announced what they're doing technically, right? Because we know they're reworking sure. in some manner. But yeah. the prize pool being this high, if it gets to that point, which I think it clearly will based on all the stuff that I mentioned hasn't come out yet, I think it's a, a true negative thing for Dota. Redistribute. Even, even, if, like, even if you're the players, right? Like, if you take the player's perspective that, oh, man, we, we were hoping TI would be worth $30 million this year, and now it's only worth 25 and we qualified. I mean, first of all, it's still fucking $25 million, That's one thing. But it's not like the other money that gets invested into the next season is necessarily taken away from them, right? It's just spread mm-hmm. to other competitions that they have a chance to qualify and play for. It's just not all condensed into one tournament. I think, here's my, here's my take on this. I think when the season starts, if Valve asked the pros... If they said, you guys, you have $50 million this season, how should we spread it in tournaments? I don't think a single tournament would be worth more than $10 million. I don't think so. I think the pros themselves would want it spread out throughout the year. So there's value in being a consistently high-ranked player or high-skilled player that plays well in mm-hmm. many tournaments. So not one single tournament dwarfs everything else. And also... Just for the, I don't, I don't want to say for the sake of fairness, because, oh, well, I do kind of. Like, let's say Secret, right? For example, let's say Secret plays a fantastic year. They played so well all year. They're top DPC, second is VP. They've got multiple finals and majors. Let's say you have one bad week at TI, okay? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you don't, it, it could be anything. One of your players could get sick. You could, you know, you could have other problems. There could be family family problems or whatever it is, like all these like force majeure things that could happen to you that is, are out of your control. And you've done so well all year. And just this one bad moment of luck just takes it away from you. And it feels so unfair in a way that you can have a player or a team like Secret play fantastic for half a year, three quarters of a year, the whole season. And then this final event where they fail it's worth more than the rest of the season. And to compare this to other sports, right, which we like to do on this podcast, uh, in, in sports, the vast majority of the money is from signing the contract. So it's yep. that you're playing for this team in this season. If you play a bad NBA finals or you don't make it there, but you played a fantastic season, your contract will probably be extended. You played really well and you made your money. 
And right. obviously the players also play for the titles, right? Of course the titles matter. But you have to remember the perspective in Dota is so different. Like this is livelihoods we're playing with here for a lot of these players. If you place top six at TI, if you're from any of the SEA countries or or not any of the SEA countries, some of them are really expensive. Uh, but, you know, some SEA countries like the Philippines, the TNC team, mm-hmm. placing top six at TI, you can fund your life with that. Yeah. Placing top six at TI, you probably can't from Denmark, but you can invest money. You can, you know, plan for the future. Um, that's why you're just, going for it's, first Sindarin. it's it's just it's so it's like crazy it's crazy to think about so um, I think the and, the analogy with like basketball as an example is not so basketball it, it's the, the system the infrastructure within the sport itself is more similar to like league so we're not saying that it needs to go down that road at all right mm-hmm. it's just that because we don't we don't need salaries from the actual like valve in this case would be giving the salary if the analogy is one to one but Mm-mm. The fact that TI is that big, I mean, we've had this conversation before. It just, it hurts the scene as a whole. It just needs to be spread a bit. TI can still be the biggest by far, if you want. Absolutely. I have like, no that doesn't problem matter. with TI being the biggest tournament and being significantly bigger. Like, for example, sorry for cutting you off, but let's say we have, uh, let's say we have 50 million, okay? Let's say there's 10 tournaments throughout the year. Uh, TI could be worth 10. It would be clearly the biggest one. And the majors could be worth five or four or whatever. And the miners could be worth half a million or whatever you want to do, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you spread that money out. TI is still, it's still the trophy. It's still the world championship. It's the one you want to win the most. There's the most money on the line. There's still all the prestige. I don't think it takes a lot away from TI to lower the prize pool, but I think it adds a lot to the rest of the year to add prize pool. I just think overall, it's going to make our game bigger, better competitive scene, better health, more mm-hmm. players that can sustain it. And that will grow the game in the long run. So yeah. Okay. That's it. Yep. I feel like I've said I, this so many times by now on the podcast. No, just, this this is probably... This is, I, it's this, so important, though. I, again, I'm going to just say that the community is the one that's going to have to be up in arms about this, and they can't relent, because there's no reason to change this from other perspectives unless the community is behind it. If it's just a few personalities, it doesn't matter at all. But you, but see, you see the celebration the every year, the, the com- how much the community celebrates and cherishes when we beat the record from last year, right? And that's what... You know, you're Valve and you see that and you're like, man, the community loves this like huge event we have. And well, we're talking about two separate things here. Like there, right? there's two things here, right? You're you're talking about restructuring the entirety of TI, which I mean, mm-hmm. I agree with in principle, but we don't that doesn't even need to be on the table right now. This is more about this TI specifically. Yeah. And future TIs being beyond like it's about the discrepancy between the last year and this year. It could be ridiculous, right? Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. That is the issue for the time being, the present. But if you're talking about the future, yeah, yeah the whole restructure. That I'm sure Valve is working on something related to that anyway. In all honesty, but remains to be seen what actually happens. All right. So moving on to actual random ass shit. Uh, this one is more of an open question, Cinderin. You probably okay. haven't had any time to think about it. Do you have any bold predictions for not like Dota related or anything, but? Mm-hmm. In the future, what something might happen in the future within our lifetime? Uh, let's just say that within our lifetime, something within our lifetime ridiculous. What do we happen. assume that is? How long are we going to live until like? Let's what, say what fifty years. Fifty years. Fifty years from now. Yeah. Okay. Like, will we have flying cars? Will people be my, immortal? Etc. My et bold prediction for fifty years. Yeah. Is that we will run everything on renewable energy? In 50 everything. Years. Yeah. Wow. It's a bold prediction. You wanted a bold one, right? That is bold. Yeah. Okay. I think in humans fi- in are... In 50 years. 
I think humans are too inherently selfish for that to actually ever happen. I feel like mm, there's there's a change in like when you look at politics right now and the next generation coming up and what they mm -hmm. want and what they really care about. There's a big movement right now, so I could see it being a possibility okay. in fifty. I like it. That's a so. I was expecting something stupid out of you because usually your predictions Sorry. are god awful. I guess I'm going to be that one. I think in the, in the future, you know how, <clears throat> you know how, how do I explain this? Things go in and out of favor. There's a cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Like let's say a hundred years ago, what was in fashion ends up being in fashion again. So right now, if you go bald. Yeah, And when I say bald, I mean like George Costanza bald from Seinfeld, if you guys don't know. It's like the crown, the bald spot. People now just shave their heads, right? Yeah. My bold prediction, Cinderin, okay, is that being naturally bald will be fashionable during our lifetime. I could see that. God damn it. You're not supposed to agree with me. That's I mean, a that's stupid a prediction. Bald, that's more of a bald prediction, though. <laughs> that's a good point. That is a bald <laughs> prediction. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a pretty stupid, bold prediction, too. Uh, uh, all right, let me do a real okay, one. Okay, sometimes when you do this, you make me feel bad. I feel so good about my prediction right now. It's like, even if you're right and I'm wrong, I still feel like my prediction is better. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, mine was pretty shit. All right, let me do a real one. Let me think of one real quick. Ooh. All right. Uh, they will cure male pattern baldness by the <laughs> I can't get this bald stuff out of my head. I don't know why. Okay. Is it bothering you a lot? I think maybe this isn't even bold, actually. Okay. Um, okay. So, you know, stem cell research, uh, mm -hmm. cloning, things of that nature is yeah. like cloning is illegal right now in humans. Stem cell research, for whatever reason, was stalled or. They had a lot of pushback, at least in America, for a while, but now it's starting to gain traction. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that, oh God, what is what's a good way that we can use that for the future? Uh, I think that we will age much slower in fifty years. I think the lifespan. Like average human life, hundred years. I, I feel like there's a certain point because we're getting, we're, we are getting to this point now where research is just ridiculous, right? Things we're innovating on are ridiculous, and it's just amplifying and amplifying and amplifying. Mm -hmm. Within our lifetime, do you think it will be possible to just maybe even stop aging, reverse it? Maybe not reverse it, but let's say halt it to a point that you just live a ridiculously long time. And then if you need like a liver transplant or like your organs need to be changed out or whatever you have, and that's what stem cell research is for. That's what cloning is for. You can clone like, I mean, you don't, you don't have to clone a body. You just clone, you just take your cells and create a new organ for yourself. That's basically yours, yeah. right? A copy of it. I could see within the next 50 years being able to 3D print organs that are fully functional. I could okay. see that. Um so I'm reversing saying within 50 aging, years. I don't think, but halting it entirely, yeah. I also, I don't know. It's it's a really big. Like if you halt aging completely, you're immortal. Except if you, you know, blow your head off. Like you can't die of old age. Yeah. Then, which is the cause of death for most people, right? 
uh, or illnesses in connection with old age, but those illnesses would not right. take place sure. because you're not aging. So, uh, you I know it'd be I, crazy. I'm say no to reversing, to reversing, but I would say <laughs> bold, bold, bold prediction. <laughs> I would say uh, bold prediction, bold prediction. The the halting of aging in 50 years, maybe, but it's really unlikely. That's really unlikely. Okay, so yeah, it's a bold you, prediction. I mean, I, it is a bold prediction for sure. Okay. I could see it. All right. And I, I, I believe we've come to the end of our episode, Cinderin. Uh Last question. Have okay. you seen uh, In Bruges yet? Uh, no, I've not watched it yet, but you Thanks. can ask me next episode. Yep. Okay. We're going to make this a recurring theme. Uh, yeah. And Cinderin will literally never watch the movie. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Oh, there you go. Great spoiler for the segment. What? That we're doing it every week? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> that that, I'm never going to watch it. I am copy-pasting uh, this. Maybe uh, I'll watch it. You never dude, know. Dude, I'm telling you. I actually got a lot of tweets. <laughs> People, a lot of people responded to me like, wow, you know, I thought Suns fan was a complete idiot, but his movie, his favorite movies are really good. In Bruges is an amazing movie. And how does that redeem you from being an idiot? You can be an idiot and have good taste and stuff. It's <laughs> possible. Is that possible? In movies? I don't know. I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you, if you enjoy... Oh my God, I'm actually going to offend a lot of people here, Cinderin. If you like Transformers, okay. for example, you're just an idiot. The movie sucks. All of them suck. You can, you can still be a nice and good person. And be a, <laughs> no, you're a horrible like person. like Transformers. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're an evil person if you like. You're, <laughs> okay. you're contributing money to shit films being repeated over and over. The cycle never ends. These movies keep coming out. I don't want to see this garbage anymore. Please okay. end me, Cinderin. And please watch In Bruges. I'm begging you. Okay. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Until next time, and listening, of course, on Apple and Google and Spotify. Till next Bye. time, some Suns fan and Cinderin signing out. Have a good night, everybody, and day and midnight and everything else. Day.